Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm your host, Lueda Roshke, and it's a great day. It's an awesome day. Jesus is Lord. He is risen. He's no longer in the grave. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And today we're talking about He is risen. Now what? Uh, I hope that uh, God has been ministering to you as we've been talking, but we've been talking about Jesus's ministry and mission for us was Isaiah 61. And our mission for him is Isaiah 61, Matthew 16 and Matthew, uh, Matthew 28 and Mark 16. So this is what his mission was the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me or consecrated or dedicated me to preach the good tidings to the poor preach means just to open your mouth Mm -hmm. tell about the goodness of God anybody can preach your testimony it's your testimony anybody can preach if you're a brand new baby Christian you can say you know what I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and he has changed my life he's already changing my life that'll preach Mm -hmm. your life will preach not things are so bad, everything's awful, mm-hmm. I don't know what right. to do, blah, <laughs> right, blah, blah. Right. Nobody wants to That'll hear that. That'll preach, but the wrong <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, nobody really wrong wants me- to hear that. <laughs> the wrong message. But here's another thing, Acts 4.13. Now, when they saw the boldness and the courage of Peter and John and perceived they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized they had been with Jesus. <laughs> One of my favorite, favorite <laughs> yes. scriptures because uh, uneducated, untrained yeah, we marvel in the natural. We marvel at ourselves all <laughs> yeah, the time. <laughs> a lot of people marvel at me. Uh, me, me too. But, wow, that really happened to Right, <laughs> right. But that goes to show God is not looking for, I'll say it again. I said it in the first section. He's not looking for any more professional preachers. He's, He's looking for, real, for people. real people, anointed, uh, that have a fire for God, that love him, that have a testimony, a testimony and a are empowered. Yeah. Emony. Yes, right. You've walked through some things. You've had some trials. <laughs> you've had some tests. You've gone through some pits some dark places, but you come out. And you can stand up. I mean, you don't have to know a bunch of these and thous and, and have understand all the canon of the Bible and, you know, how this all fits in and all that. No, just stand up and begin to tell people how good God is and what he's done in your life, that he's alive and that he can change you. That will preach. But they saw the boldness that these fishermen had. And they... They realized, they said they were untrained and uneducated, and they marveled. They marveled, and they realized they had been with Jesus. That's the secret. Mm -hmm. The secret is be with Jesus. The secret is take time, spend time with Jesus. That changes everything, mostly you. Then you have something to share with others. That's right. You have something to be courageous about. And you have hope. You have hope. You have courage. You have faith. You have a message then to give. See, I have a message in many different areas about uh, my family being delivered from horrible alcoholism, uh, being in trouble with the law, uh, marriage after marriage, divorce, 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 mother married six times, alcoholic, uh, being abused by a family member and by neighbors sexually, uh, being abandoned by different people, uh, being passed around, uh, difficult, you know, raising children and, and the devil coming against them and, and God bringing us through. And, and, you know, every marriage goes through hard places, but God brought us through just, and then the ministry, I mean, what we're doing in the ministry even now, right this moment is an absolute miracle because I'm not smart enough to do it, but he is. 
I don't have enough money to do it, but he does. Well, and the word is alive and it changes and renews our minds. So when all these things are happening, because life doesn't stop because we're going to go somewhere and minister. As a matter of fact, the enemy usually tries to throw some speed bumps in our, mm-hmm. in our path. But we have this word, this living water to, mm-hmm. to wash our minds with and renew our minds. And golly, I'm so grateful that when I need to, when I'm feeling the pressures of life and, and we do, we feel those horrible pressures sometimes, but I can go back to the word and go, wait, well, what did you say about that Lord? Or it doesn't even have to be one of the promises. I can just go and start reading and go, mm-hmm. you're here. Mm-hmm. You're here, Lord. You're with me. You don't leave me or forsake me in any of it. That's right. And I know that when I just take time in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm just reading uh, chronologically, the mm-hmm. chronological Bible right now, and so I'm just reading that. Sometimes I feel like, wow, that really speaks to me. And sometimes, oh, okay, I'm done reading. Mm-hmm. And then if I go in there and sit and I'll pull up some instrumental worship music and just sit there and be with Jesus, they recognized they had been with Jesus, that Peter and John had been with Jesus. The secret, be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then when he says, go, Therefore, and preach and baptize and make disciples. At the end, he said, and lo, I'm with you always. Understand, here's the two things. Here's the two principles. Number one, be with Jesus. Number two, realize he's with you. Number one, be with Jesus. Get in his lap, crawl up in his arms, get in the word. Let him fill you up. Let him breathe on you, breathe through you. Let him uh, strengthen you. Let him give you direction. And then you also understand that he's with you and you can do anything then. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes with what he told me this morning while I was doing my hair. I had this random thought that isn't it amazing how fast your hair dries when you start, how fast you seem to change when you put mm-hmm. the hair dryer on your hair. And the Lord said, yeah, and guess what? The more time you spend with me, when you spend time with me, I quickly change what's happening around you. I blow over you and, and I change it. And it may look all crazy at first. You may ha- be all windblown looking like things are out of order, but then all of a sudden I'll give you another tool like my curling iron or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and it'll turn out to be something, a finished product, something beautiful mm-hmm. to like, you know, right. and I was like, Oh, that's really good. Lord, please Lord blow over me today. Yeah. Change me, right. Mel- mold me, make me who you want me to be today, father. Cause I want your wind blowing through me. And the only way I get it is through, reading, praying, and, and worship. Mm-hmm. And so I need that. Yeah, we <laughs> Change all do. me, make me beautiful. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Over you, you know, the Bible says you shall receive power that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And in Acts chapter 2, they were all in one accord and they were gathered and the wind blow. The, the wind of the Holy Spirit filled that place and, and they had tongues of fire that set on their head and they spoke in other tongues. And that was the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, again, it doesn't take a degree. It's wonderful you have a degree. I'm not knocking a degree. Oh, I mean, no. I wish I'd have done that. But it takes his presence. It mm-hmm. takes his anointing that that's what we need. It's he his knowing him, receiving his love, receiving his grace and knowing that he's the one that makes all the difference. Nobody else does. He makes all the difference. And then when he tells you to do something you think I can't do it, like do a TV show and I almost passed out the first time, <laughs> first several times. You say, okay, no, I do know that's the voice of God. That is his will for me. So I'm going to step into it. He also does it where he says things like, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Stop. I mean, he did that to me one time. I was about to go into an intersection and I clearly heard the Lord say, don't enter the intersection when the light changes. And I was like, oh, was that Lord? Was was that you? 
And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to heed that. And I didn't go. And just so happened the car in front of me got T-boned and spun around. And if I'd have gone into the intersection right away, like we normally do, then I would have been caught in the accident, but God protected me. So in this day and time, we need his leading for what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do because he will protect us. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, his word is alive. So it speaks to us where we need it. And his Holy Spirit is with us and he will speak to us. You know, there's sometimes people think because they're going through some difficult things that maybe they've missed God or whatever. What the Bible says in this world, you will have tribulation. I mean, it's a given. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And this is how you do it. You know, just because we go minister, when I go preach or lead worship, it doesn't mean that everything in my life is perfect and that everything I've got everything I want. I'm experiencing everything I want. It does not. But I, but even in that, we minister through that. And out of that, we still release the power of God, no matter what is happening. God counts that as righteousness yes. to, to you because you're walking in faith with Yeah. Him. And, and it's just that childlike baby faith, you know, that, okay, he said, do it. Daddy said, do it. Okay. Daddy said, jump. Okay. He'll catch me. And that's what he's been doing. But we're, we're talking about today after the resurrection. Now what? You know, after you've gotten saved or accepted the Lord. Now what? In fact, let me just back up a minute. Maybe you're listening today and you haven't yet accepted the Lord. It's so easy. Maybe you say, my life is a total mess. I need help. Well, just say this prayer after me and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I give you my life. I give you my life. I believe you're the Savior. I believe you're the Savior. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my Wash sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord of my life. I give you the past. I give you the past. I give you my present. I give you the present. And I give you my future. And I give you my future. Take over my life. Take over my I life. I believe I am now your I child. I am now your child. In Jesus' name, in I Jesus thank you. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you said that prayer... For the first time, or if you rededicated your life, would you call our prayer line at 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579. We want to send you out some scriptures that will help you, and we get to pray with you, which is our great joy. We love doing that. So, okay, so Jesus' mission was, in Isaiah 61, to preach good tidings to the poor. So in other words, you know, in John, 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So that's your body, that's your finances, that's your mind, your will, your emotions. It covers the entirety of life. Preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted or to bind up their wounds. Right now, whosoever, whomever is listening, God will heal up your wounds. He can heal the broken heart. He can heal... The most broken of hearts, he can do that. I can tell you that, I can tell you that not just as a statement because I've read it, because I've experienced. He will heal the broken hearts. This is his heart for you. This is his desire. That's why he left all of heaven. Jesus left the splendor of heaven and left the Father to come to earth so that he could heal your broken heart. Oh, I love that. He's, he's been sent to proclaim liberty or freedom to the captives. He, he's, he's been called to get you out of that prison that you're in, to get you out of that pit, to, to bring you up out of that. And most people, you know what? Most of us created our own pit. Mm -hmm. Most of us created our own prison. It doesn't matter. 
if it was something that you you made just choices that got you there or if it was because of something else or someone else. It does not matter. He came to set you free. He came to get you out of that pit of alcoholism. He came to get you out of that pit of depression and grief and worry and fear and drugs. He came for you. you. That was his mission. He came for you. I'm not talking about, yes, he came for the whole world. He did come for the whole world, but he came for you. You know who the chosen is? The ones that say yes. You know, we had that one person raise their hand for salvation and those 500 people that were at the cross. There may have been others that received salvation, but we had one bold on enough morning. to say <laughs> on Sunday morning that I needed Jesus. She accepted Jesus. Well, you know what? He set that whole event up. If it was for that one person, right? he would have done it done the whole weekend just for that one person to receive Christ. He'll go to great lengths to to join us back to him and to give a relationship mm-hmm. with him and to save us and to set us free. <laughs> Amen, because he wants to heal every area of your life. You know, when I was speaking on Saturday at the at, up at the cross and, um, you know, there was people all over the Sculpture Prayer Garden and everything and those began to speak about the sexual abuse that God healed me from, set me free from. And it was just like people just stopped to listen. And then whenever I ask and bow their head, close their eyes, and raise their hands if they needed prayer for that and needed God to heal them and set them free. And it wasn't just for the ones that had been abused to be healed and set free. It was for, the, for anyone that had been doing the abusing. Mm-hmm. See, God loves the one that abused as well as the one that was abused. And he can set you free from that. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I did that, hands went up. Yeah, a, a lot of hands went up all over and began to pray for them because God wants to heal them. He wants to heal the wounding that, that caused, heal their hearts, heal their lives, heal them so that they can and can ex, uh, be vulnerable and open to people and, and have relationships that are right. What was wonderful is it is your testimony. So you were giving a real story, mm-hmm. but you were saying, look what God has done. Instead of being in the molly grubs and down mm-hmm. in the dumps and a woe is me story, it was, but God, yeah, look what God did. So people stopped and they're like, this is a real story. This is someone who really knows what she's talking about. This is somebody who's walked through some really tough things, but God. Mm-hmm. And so they stopped and took mm-hmm. notice and, and, and it was wonderful. Well, and you know, and here's the thing. God is no respecter of persons. What he'll do for me, he'll do for anyone. I mean, who am I? He will do it for anyone that will just reach out and accept that freedom from captivity. See, I was in a cap, I was captive to fear and rejection and, and the shame and unworthiness and all those things that came as a result of the abuse and the things that I went through. But God, but God, and he'll do that for anyone. That will just (laughs) say, Lord, come in, Lord, help me. And he will do that because he's a good God and he's faithful and he has fidelity to his word. He's married to his word. What his word says, if he says that he will heal the brokenhearted, he will heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Mm -hmm. So I'm so thankful for that, that that was his mission to get them out of that prison. He came to get me out of that prison of fear and shame and unworthiness and depression. He came for me and he came for you. He came to proclaim liberty and the opening the prison to those who are bound. He doesn't come to put you in prison. He comes to get you out. It's the devil. Let's put the blame where the blame is. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to, uh, 
to t- attack you and to back you down, to shut you up, to abuse you. And some people blame God. It's not God. It is the devil. Jesus came because sin entered this world. He gave us a way out. He is the way, the truth, the life, and the way. He is the one that redeems us and sets us free and puts us on a different path and changes our life. So he came for us. He sets us free. He gets us out of that prison because he does, it does not bring glory for you to be caught up in a trap or freedom. It breaks his heart. It breaks his heart when we are, when we are so addicted to meth that we can't get out of it. Our teeth is falling out and, and we're losing weight. He, it doesn't bring him any glory if we are drowning in a sea of alcohol. It doesn't bring him any, it breaks his heart. He's not standing over you with a hammer at a judge's gavel to beat you up, you bad thing. He's saying, come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's saying, come to me. I am the drink of water. Come to me. I am the life. I am what you need. So he's calling them. He's not, many people have this picture of a mean, judgmental God that has no compassion. He has compassion on you, but he loves you enough to get you out of it and to not let you stay in that because it will bring death. But he is standing over you. Even right now, as I'm speaking, God is drawing some people. It may be even be some Christians that have fallen in a trap, that have a relationship with God that you've kind of pulled back and you falling into a trap. The Lord says, come to me. All you who are weary and, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, I want you out of that prison. I want to set you free on that, free from that. To pro- He's come to it, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the acceptable year. This is the time. Don't wait. This is the time for it to happen. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. There's a comfort. And mourning, yes, the grieving, to comfort all who mourn that maybe have lost a loved one. And that's a horrible pain and grief. But it could be a grieving over a relationship. Relationship. It could be a grieving over mistakes in your life and decisions that you made. It could be a grieving on what's happening right now in your life. The word says in Isaiah 61 verse 2, He came to comfort all, all who are in mourning or grieving, to console those who mourn, in Zion to give them beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. You know, when you see a wonderful fireplace, it's it's wintertime and this you have this wood burning and it's so feels so good and it's so nice, but whenever that those coals burn out, whenever that wood burns out and there's just ashes and dust, there's nothing pretty about it at all. At all. And there's no way we in the natural could go back and take those ashes and make it into a log again that we can burn. There's no way we can make that whole, make it back into the original uh, form that it was in of being a log to be burned, a piece of wood. But Jesus said, I came to give you beauty for your ashes. Every place that's been burned up, every place that seems totally hopeless, I've come to give you beauty for ashes. He comes to beautify us. You know, we women, most of us take great pains <laughs> to get up, fix our hair, makeup and clothes and jewelry and all those things to, to, you know, go to work or whatever we do to be presentable. And we do all that we can, but there's some things that we just can't make pretty. There's some things that just cannot be pretty. We can't fix it. 
We can't change it back to the way it should be, the way it was in the beginning. Although we want to, we try so hard. But I will tell you who can. It is Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. He can take and turn it around and make it beautiful. I don't want you to sit there and think there's, that there's any area of your life. Don't believe the lie of the devil that he's peddling to you today. That there's something so broken, so horrible in your life that, you're, that you will never uh, have joy again. You'll never have peace again. Uh, that you will never be blessed again. It is a lie from the pit of hell. And I break that off of you in the name of Jesus. Don't you believe it? It is a lie. Jesus Christ came to give you life and life more abundantly. It brings God great joy when we're, when we are at peace and blessed and happy. He, that brings him great joy. And it comes as we allow him to heal our broken hearts, get us out of the prison, set us free, give us beauty for ashes. I just want to say, too, for those who have just accepted the Lord or even recently in your life, I'm going to say that when I accepted the Lord, I kind of became like Eve who had just eaten the apple, and I all of a sudden saw all the things that were, um, you know, that I should be ashamed of, that I shouldn't have been a been a part of Mm -hmm. and I allowed the enemy to beat me down with them for a a period of time instead of seeing that God was going oh honey look what I set you free from so when you accept Christ or when you're in your walk with Christ and things aren't perfect or you see all the things that you've been ashamed of or, or that you shouldn't have participated in please allow the Holy Spirit to begin to love you through them and let you know how much he loves you and that you are you don't have to stay in shame he didn't. He doesn't want you to be ashamed of who you are. He wants you to be proud of who He is in you, and He will heal you of all those things and set you apart from some things. But it's not a. It's not a time where He's coming and going. You, horrible child. You did all these things, and I don't want this relationship with you. No, He's going, baby. Yes, you did those. But look who I am. Look who I am now. Look at me, and I will help you through, and I will help you be delivered, and I will help you be healed. Instead of going, instead of separating you from himself he's drawing you to himself so don't allow the enemy to beat you down with what you used to do or who you used to be amen that's a good word because he's all about condemnation and guilt and shame jesus when the holy spirit convicts you it draws you to god right it doesn't shame you in fact the bible it's he god is all about shame off of you right you know giving you double honor for your former shame and so uh, conviction draws you to the lord condemnation pulls you away from God. So understand the difference and know uh, the author of condemnation is the devil. (laughs) Don't believe him. So he says, uh, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. How would you like to just have some oil you can rub on you that just brings instant joy? What's the anointing? It's the Holy Spirit. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You can put on praise Mm -hmm. and you can take off heaviness. I used to have a robe that I actually practiced putting on praise until I got used to doing that because I had a hard time. So I actually bought me a really pretty robe Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, Lord, I put on, I put on Christ. I put on praise right now. And then I would take it off when I was done. And just, it was just a thing to help my training of my training Mm -hmm. of my mind, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) the garment of praise. I love that instead of the garment of heaviness. So I've seen people when I've gone out and ministered, I'm talking even Christians, 
that you'll look out there and we're leading worship or I'm ministering the word that you can literally see just a heaviness, a pressing down. And they're weighted down with the cares of this world because that's what the devil does. He comes to try to choke out the word with the cares of this world. And so you have to throw it off. You take off that heaviness and you do that by putting, turning your eyes to the Lord and begin to allow praise and worship to come out of your mouth. You d- Listen, God is good all the time. He never changes. So he's always worthy of praise and worship. It's not contingent upon your circumstances. That's a decision I had to make a long, long time ago. And I've been leading worships and, and ministering since I was a little girl. I was ministering. And then I started leading worship in my early 20s. And I had to make a decision a long time ago that my praise was not going to be contingent on and dependent upon my circumstances because God is always good. And he's always really worthy. Good at always bringing circumstances. Yep. <laughs> and trying to steal your thoughts mm-hmm. when it's a time to worship. You know, just get wise to the devil's tactics and just say, no, get out of here in the they name of really Jesus. They don't really change. No. They no. may come through different people or different avenues, but they yeah. are still the same right. tactic. And, but we have the authority. Mm-hmm. He said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall be any mean, by any means harm you, Luke 10, 19, to trample on snakes and scorpions. Just do it. He said, I go preach, make disciples of all nations. Uh, I've given you the authority, and I'm with you always. That is what we are called to do. That's how you can best celebrate the resurrection, is do what the resurrection paid for. Do what the resurrection bought for you. And so here we are. We, it's our time to shine for Christ, to no longer uh, keep our mouth shut. Don't say, well, I don't have a degree. I don't have the teaching. I don't have the calling. You've got the spirit of God and that's all you need, baby. That's all you need. And just let him shine through you. So I, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for those that are experiencing heaviness. I pray for them to be set free. Those, Father God, have ashes in their life. I pray that you would turn it around and make it beautiful. Father, those that may be mourning or grieving, I pray you'd give them the garment of praise. Father, I just ask those that are in prison, they would come on out in the name. I call them forth and I call them out in the name of Jesus. Can I speak freedom and liberty to you? liberty to you right now in the name of Jesus. I want to invite you again to call our prayer line at 866-241-0579. 866-241-0579. We have people that are trained to pray for you. And please call us. Go to our website at lueda.org. Uh, we want to be a blessing to you and to pray uh, to give you some resources there that you can order to be a blessing to you. Uh, remember on uh, May the 4th, uh, Thursday, May the 4th at 6 p.m. I'm going to be having our community prayer for the nation again. The na- it's also the National Day of Prayer, which we'll have a meeting at noon at the courthouse in Kerrville, but also at 6 o'clock at Zion Lutheran Church. We are going to be having our p- community prayer for the nation. Please come out. Join me on May 20th at Family Worship Center in Kerrville, Texas at 10 a.m. I'm going to be preaching and leading worship. I appreciate you so much. Uh, this has been a great time in the Word. I hope it's a blessing. Let us know that you're watching and listening, go to be free at ktc.com, B-E-F-R-E-E at ktc.com, or you can uh, go to our website at lueda.org. You have been listening to the Be Free program. I look forward to next week, our time in the Word.